In this portion of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by MAC Cosmetics. MAC Powder Kiss Lipstick is matte reinvented. The new matte formula is where matte meets moisture, giving you the zero shine look of a matte lipstick with instant long-term hydration and a weightless cushiony texture. Head to the nearest MAC location to meet your MAC today or shop at maccosmetics.com. Today's show is sponsored by Procure, maker of Rosacare Cream. Rosacare is formulated with, what's, what's this word, baby? <laughs> Hyaluronic acid. Yes. <laughs> and extracted to clear, flush, red, bumpy skin caused by Rosa. Rosacea. Rosacea. Oh, my goodness. What is rosacea, baby? Explain to people what rosacea is. I mean, I'm not a dermatologist, mm-hmm. but I know that people with rosacea have typically like red, bumpy skin. Oh, okay. Well, it can tr- be mild, though. Okay. Well, try Rosacare today and get $3 discount on Amazon using the code 3CaseyCrew. Just go to ProCureHeels.com slash CaseyCrew and use the code 3CaseyCrew. That's the number 3 Casey Crew, all in one word, and make sure you type it all in caps. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. That's right. And shout to all you guys. We appreciate you guys for hitting us up all the time, whether it's through DM, whether it's through email, which is thecaseycrew at gmail.com. That's T H E E Casey Crew at gmail.com. And also, I know a lot of you guys ask about the real estate seminars that we are doing. Um, the next couple of cities are Chicago, Charlotte, and LA. All right. We'll be back in New York. We're going to add Houston as well. So if you want more information, you could just hit um, my Instagram page up or hit Gia's Instagram page up and we'll give you uh, all the details. So let's start the podcast. You know what I wanted to talk about today? I was having a, a conversation with a friend and he was asking uh, when I decided or if I ever decided to tell our kids about our past and um, negative things or bad things that we've done before, uh, whether it's been if somebody's been arrested or, you know, if we did something against the law, they asked, when did you tell your kids? And I would thought that was a good topic because people ask me that all the time. Like, do you tell your kids everything? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have that conversation or is everything just peaches and cream? And I told them for us. We tell our kids everything. Right. You know, there is nothing that's pretty much a secret. Our life is pretty much an open book. And they asked why. And the reason I told them why was I said, you know, with Guy and I, we would rather tell our kids what's going on in our life opposed to them finding out something, reading something online or something being exposed. So we tell our kids everything. So I remember the um, first time I was arrested. And we talked about it on a podcast before. And this is when um, I was in Costco and we had a a, a friend of mine that worked at Costco. It wasn't and Costco, it was Sam's Club, wasn't it? Sam's Club, Costco, it's the same thing. And um, we would go to Costco or Sam's Club, whatever it was, on a Sunday. I would dress up in a suit and pretty much I would steal. That's, that's exactly wow. what I would do. I would steal. I'm wow. not proud of it. It was stupid. It was something that I did in college. I had a friend that worked at Sam's Club. Oh, that, he, just, that just sounds so abrupt. But it's the truth. It's the truth. I was doing stupid shit. <laughs> uh, it, and I don't even want to say it was a friend. It was a, a friend of a friend that was security at Sam's Club. And we pretty much would go in and he would have a list of stuff that he would want. And I would get some things. I'd put it on a shopping cart and I pretty much walk out. It was that simple. I did it like twice. And he so got you're not really telling the story properly. Well, what, what, what? I am. No, no, you're not. Yes, that's pretty much what happened. No, you just said that you had a friend of a friend that worked at Sam's Club. He was security. And he was security and you would just, he was the guy that worked at the door. He was like the exit security person. The person that you have to show your receipt to right before you walk out. Correct. So you have to explain what you would do. So you can't tell no BS version of a story because if I'm listening to the, you're telling the story like people already know. I was telling the short version, okay, but I'll tell. Yeah, but you gotta see, but if you leave out details, then people are like I don't really get it. Okay, so in Virginia where we went to school, um, he told me it was a friend of a friend, and like Gia said, he was security at the door. You know the guy that checks the receipt when you I already walk out? said that you can bypass that now. I know I'm, I'm explaining <laughs> in in full detail now okay. since you want to know, motherfucker. Um, so. He would check the receipt in full detail. So what we would do was I would go on Sunday because Sunday was always packed with people going to church. 
I would always dress up in a suit jacket, pants, because <laughs> you just didn't look it obvious. You looked like you was coming, to, you know, coming from church. It was well thought out. Well thought out. <laughs> he already told me that the cameras at Sam's Club didn't really work, that they were just there for show. Mm-hmm. So every Sunday he would give me a list, and I did it twice or three times, and he would give me a list of things that he wanted. You know, whether at the time it was like a DVD player, DVD player and Blu-ray was like brand new. That's how far back it was. Um, and you know, he would get like maybe a TV, he would get like some milk or some orange juice. <laughs> and what I would do is, of course, you know, when you go to college, you have a bunch of boys. My boys had a list. So we would pretty much allegedly, I'll say allegedly, I think it's over. Well, yeah, I don't have to say you allegedly. Play, I play guilty. guilty. What yeah, is right. wrong with you with this word allegedly? I know, I'm just always nervous. <laughs> it's your story and you put guilty, but you're going to throw allegedly in there anyway. Right. All right, you're right. <laughs> And it was like 20 years ago. I know. I pled guilty to a lesser charge though. But anyway, so that's what we would do every Sunday. And we would pretty much put it all on a shopping cart and walk out. Um, I knew there was no cameras. I knew I knew I couldn't get caught unless he told on me. And I was like, he wouldn't tell on me because he would get caught. Mm-hmm. So cool. We did it about three times, maybe. No, I said two or three times we did it. And, you know, we got DVD plays. Everybody had something, you know. We had DVD players. My friend had DVD players, televisions, you name it, toasters, juice, apples, (laughs) (laughs) grapes. We had all types of shit from Sam's Club, right? I mean, you're a college kid, so you get all types of shit. Uh And um, he got caught. And let me tell you how he got caught. So the police, Sam's Club noticed that, I guess he was doing this with a bunch of people. Sam's Club noticed that a lot of items were being stolen and they couldn't figure out how. Like I said, the cameras didn't work. So what they did was they went to every employee in there, pulled them to the side, put them in a room. It was like, look, we caught you. We have you on tape. We know you've been stealing. Tell, tell us who else was there and, you know, we'll give you less of time. And most employees would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? So there's like, I got to get out of here. And they did this to them. And then when they got up to him, they said, look, we same thing. We know you've been stealing. We got you on tape. You tell us who else was involved. We'll give you less of time. And instead of saying, what are you talking about, Willis? I'm going to get a lawyer. He goes, all right, you got me. (laughs) Now, the bad thing about this was Uh, I was the only person at the time with a a halfway name. I was Envy because I was doing all the parties on campus. So he didn't know a lot of the other people that were coming in and out. He just knew Envy. What do you mean he didn't know a lot of the other people that were coming in and out? So, I mean, it was it was a bunch of other people going in and out, you know, loading up the shopping cart, friend of a friend that would go in there, get it and keep it moving. So he didn't know their name. Like, he didn't know Sean. He didn't know Ray. He didn't know... So you didn't drop dime on your other friends that... This was 20 years ago. They good now. <laughs> but you're the one talking about allegedly. I I'm just I'm just saying. But anyway, go ahead. but anyway, he didn't know any of those names. He only knew Envy. Mm-hmm. He was like, he's a DJ. So, you know, they came on campus. They found out who DJ Envy was. They found out where DJ Envy lived. And one day when I came home, the whole apartment that I was staying at was empty. This is when it turned into a movie. Right. The whole thing was empty. Mm -hmm. So when I went in the crib, I'm like, the fuck? Now, mind you, in Virginia, I lived in an area in Virginia where only residents could live. It was very, very nice, very, very upscale, very, very high class. No students there. So when people see me, they kind of look like they had their noses up when they looked at me. And plus, I was probably the only black person living in that area, in that complex. So when I got home and my door was off the hinges, I was like, what the fuck? So I went to my neighbor. I didn't even go to my neighbor. I see my neighbor was always outside smoking a cigarette. And he always looked at me crazy. And I remember it like it was yesterday. So when I opened the door, I thought somebody robbed me. My, and and took your door, <laughs> and no, because he kicked the door off the hinges. Like, uh-huh. the, but when I thought somebody robbed me, and so at the time I used to have a legal gun that I would carry with me all the time. Because in Virginia, you're allowed to carry a gun at 21, so I had a, a gun. So when I looked and see Hold the door, on a minute, what? Yeah, I was you, 21. Yes, absolutely. You were 21. Yep, yep. That's how stupid I was. Because I remember, the only reason I remember how, because I pulled my gun out and I was like, I remember I thought I was like James Bond. So I kicked open the door. I thought maybe somebody was still there. And I was like searching the crib like I was a police officer. And then. You're 21? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'm trying to remember. I don't. This was your senior year? My senior year. Yeah. Damn it. So um, I ran up in there and everything was empty. They took everything. 
So um, I ran back outside and I was I, and I knocked on his door. They took the toaster. They took the toaster. <laughs> I, I knocked remember. on the door, and he was like, "Yes." I said, "I know you seen who was in my crib. Who was in my crib?" And he had a cigarette in his hand. He was like, <sighs> "He was like the police." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, he closed the doors. So I called I, my dumbass. I called nine one one. Nine one one. What's your emergency? <laughs> why were you at my house? I said, I said, why are you at my house? They said, hold on, sir. And then he looked up. He's like, oh, we had a warrant for uh, stolen property. Now, mind you, nothing in that house was stolen. That all the stuff in the house was stuff that my mom bought me. Right. Right. Everything. Oh, I bought myself. And um, so they stole. They the police took all my shit. Mm-hmm. Gia, who also went to school in Virginia, who lived, I would say, maybe 15, 20 minutes from me. Yeah. I had all the stolen stuff in her house. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Right? So I had all the Blu-rays. <laughs> the DVDs. And the illegal toasters. Right. And I remember it was around Christmas time. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, everybody was going to get a Blu-ray DVD player. Right? Your mom, my mom, my grandma, my aunt, my everybody was going to get one. I was like, fuck that. Like, this is going to be a good Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I got nervous. I got scared. Remember, we got rid of all that shit. Threw it all out. Oh, you skipped the part. <laughs> After you got into the apartment, before you went to the neighbor's house, you called me Mm -hmm. because apparently they didn't take your phone. And you called me because this we didn't have cell. Yes, we had cell phones. You asked like this is not the fucking sixties. Yeah, they they had to use the house phone. Hold on, did we have cell phones? Yes, we had cell phones. Absolutely. They just weren't iPhones. So we oh yeah we have flip phones. Yes. Oh my goodness. What? Yeah, of course they weren't no damn iPhones. But go ahead. No, I'm just trying to think. I have to really put it in perspective. I'm like, is this post beeper, pre flip phone? Yes, yeah, so this, this is flip phone. So you called me and you were in tears. You were like, someone ran up in my crib. Probably. <laughs> I don't know what the F is going on. The door is off the hinge. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Holy ish, you were just in complete panic mode. Then, still, you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a minute. So, wait, wait, wait. The next time you called me, you were in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. So, you, I guess you found out from the neighbor it was the police. Right. Then you were in the parking lot with Ray. Yeah, which was my roommate back in the day. Yes. And you were like, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> we're in the parking lot. I don't know who's watching me <laughs> now. Like we're just, we're like leaned, we're slumped back down like in, in, in the car so nobody could see us. So I could just imagine you like it's a dark starry night and the both of you guys have the seats leaned all the way back so yeah. nobody can see you through the windows. Yeah. I think we're being watched. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> don't call anybody. Don't answer the phone. Right. Yep. If anybody knocks on the door, don't answer. <laughs> It was, the I truth. was like, what is going on? So now let me tell you guys. Now I, I know a lot of you guys know that my, my father is uh, was a retired is a retired police officer. So was he day- retired at the time? He wasn't. Yeah, he was retired. He was retired at mm-hmm. that time. Are you twenty one? Yeah. So one thing, maybe not. No, maybe not. He was still on the job. So one thing my dad would say as a cop, he was like, "Hold on, no," because he would have retired at sixty five. Yeah, no? no, he didn't retire. Yet. He wasn't retired. So one thing my dad would say was, "The police are not your friends." Right. He was like, if you ever get into an incident with a police officer or an incident with a cop or an incident with anybody in the law, you never say anything. You call me or you call a lawyer. So. That's the first thing I did. I went and got a lawyer. I got the most expensive lawyer I could find in Virginia. And he was a white, white, a white lawyer, white attorney. That was really, really good. And um, I got him first thing in the morning. And the reason this is important is because when the police, he they called the police station in the morning and the police were like, well, if he's innocent, why does he need an attorney? And the lawyer was like, because my client is smart and you ran up in his crib. And the reason I'm saying that is because if that guy, when the police questioned him, would have gotten an attorney, nobody would have got in trouble. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any evidence. They didn't have anything. He told on himself. And that was the only reason I didn't get in big trouble. That I got an attorney and I didn't talk to them. They couldn't get any information from me. Right. All the information they had to prove. So if you fast forward a little bit, when I did have to go to court, it made them look so stupid. And I'm going to tell you why. 
because every piece of item that they took from my crib, I had a receipt for. So even though I allegedly did take in something. Still allegedly. I'm still allegedly with it. They couldn't prove it. There was nothing that they can do to prove it because everything that they took out of the house, my mother had a receipt for. Mm -hmm. So it made them look stupid in court. Mm -hmm. But Virginia is a commonwealth state where sometimes they don't necessarily have to prove. Right. They can just make up rules. Their rules rules are different. Yeah, absolutely. So they, I remember my my mom and dad, it was like, yeah, we know this attorney. Uh, He's a a, a good guy, a good brother. This, that, any of it. I remember when he came to court, his pants was hanging off his ass. Like he didn't have a belt on. His shoelaces was untied. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna lose this shit. <laughs> but at the time, that's all I can afford. Like mm-hmm. he was a favor. You know, we, I couldn't afford the, the, the quote unquote good attorney that was winning all the, all the, all the cases. Mm-hmm. So um, when I seen him, I was like, oh, I'm about to lose. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, I think you should take a plea. I said, a plea? I'm not going to jail. They got no evidence. He was like, yeah, but you know, just in case. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> He said, just in case. It was bad. So they did walk over and say, hey, look, uh-huh. we want this to go away. Uh, we just want you to plead to a misdemeanor, which would be uh, petty larceny. So it's like stealing a candy bar. I was like, All right, I'll do the stealing a candy bar. Because, you know, I knew my lawyer was bad. The problem with that was they gave me 10 years probation. Right. Right, which was foul, which is actually a setup. If somebody steals a candy bar, you give him 10 years probation where anything he does, he's on probation. Thank God nothing happened in that 10 years. But um, I had to plead out as petty larceny. But the reason I tell that story is I told I told our kids that. And the reason I told the kids that was because I was like, even though I didn't have to steal, I didn't have to steal in college. You know, I, you definitely I had, did not. I had everything. I worked. I DJ. It was just so easy. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this shit. Me and my friends just did the stupid shit. And I didn't even think about what it and how it could affect me later on. Right. But that was kind of your personality. Your entire. To be honest, I would say up until maybe. I don't know. I'm 30. Five, mm-hmm. you would act without thinking about consequences. Absolutely, all the time. And it always baffled me. Like, how do you not think about what if? Right. And I don't, I don't know if that's typical for people or not typical for people. But my whole life, I've always thought about the positive of a situation along with the worst case scenario. Right. And for you to not think about what's beyond this moment always baffled me. I never really understood that. It was it was pretty stupid. It was one of those mind frames where you thought thought you're bigger than the law. You think you're smarter than the next invincible. person. You think you're invincible. But it's also due to the fact, you got to think, when my parents, they never had discussions with me about mm-hmm. the stupid shit that they had, that they did, where right. they got in trouble. You know, they told me about, you know, stupid thing. I remember my dad telling me about him chasing a neighbor up, an old lady up the, the, the block with a trash can and stuff like that. But nothing where... A couple of like little funny, funny stories, stories, like little antidotes, but right. nothing meaningful or that you can take with you so right. that you can really learn from <clears throat> that can mold your actions. Right. Like our kids, you know, are the type that, let's say... You know, you you order something, you buy something in the store, and when they're ringing you up, they forget to bring an item out. And let's say Madison gets in the car and realizes they didn't ring that item up. Madison will go back in the store and be like, you did not charge me for this. So how about that happened a week ago? What happened? That's crazy that you even brought up that hypothetical situation. I'm at home. Uh Uh-huh. Logan went to Target. He calls me, and he says, Mom... I just checked out and I'm counting my money Uh and the cashier gave me $10 too much. Mm -hmm. He said, I think I'm going to go back and give it to her. I said, that's the right thing to do. I said, are you sure that she gave you $10 too much? Right. He said, yes, because, you know, as I'm shopping, as I'm buying, especially when I'm buying with cash, I know how much I'm spending. Extra sensitive because mm-hmm. he's spending cash, right? Well, Logan's extra sensitive about money, period. Absolutely. He's always, high, and, and I don't know why, 
but he's hyper careful about money. He's hyper careful about spending. He's very frugal. And as we've mentioned before on past podcasts, he's the type that will be like, do you need this? Why are you spending on money on this? Right. Don't you already have one? Don't you have enough? Is that really necessary? So he said that he knows how much he's spending before he gets to the counter. He knows what bill he's giving. So he's already anticipating what change to get back. So he said he got the receipt. He got the change. And as he's walking away, he sees that there's $10 too much. He says, so I think I'm going to walk back and give it. To I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I am so proud of you that that's your frame of mind. Right. So then he does it and then he calls me back. And he said, mom, he said she was so shocked. Right. Like absolutely shocked that I gave her back the money. Right. I said, all right. I said, I know that we've taught you to do exactly what you're telling me that you just did. But let me give you another reason why. If you didn't give back that $10 when it's time for her to go home or you know, switch um, shifts or whatever, her register has to be reconciled at the end of the night. Correct. And at the end of the night, they go through the receipts. I know that, you know, when I worked, I had a retail job once when I was younger. Um, So the process might've been longer than what technology is like now, but we used to have to go through the receipts tally everything up and then your register would have to reconcile at the end of the night. Right. And if it didn't, then you would be responsible for whatever was short in the register. I said, so you either cost her, you either saved her $10 out of her pocket or possibly her job. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I said, so that's very, very important that you exhibited this honesty today. I'm really, really proud of you. And he was like, yeah, no problem, mom, whatever. Yeah, so, but, but that yeah. comes from from those those type of stories and and them understanding consequences mm-hmm. and also. But it also comes from them seeing us correct. live like that, correct? Because you said that you know um, I had a problem with how you introduced the story, and I was going to interrupt you to clarify that. But I said, let me just see if you know you revisit that when you introduced the story. You said that. The reason why you tell our kids our F-ups is because you don't want them to ever find out subsequently in another way, like Google. That's or part of it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then you went into the story. But, I mean, I guess that could be part of it. But the real reason is, you know, what people have said for years. You want your kids to learn from your mistakes. Your mistakes. Correct. But I think we take it to another level. Like, we give them the le- we tell them what we want them to learn. We share our examples and then we drill it, drill it, drill it, drill it into their heads until it becomes their lifestyle, their personality, as though they had suffered for what right. we've done, as though they've experienced the consequence themselves. We want them to understand where they live it and breathe it. This is how you live. Ever since they were small, you never take something that does not belong to you. Correct. I don't care if it's worth a nickel. If it does not belong to you, you give it back. You don't touch it or you touch it and you give it to the lost and found. Someone's loss should never, ever, ever, ever be your come up. Absolutely. And they live and breathe that. And that's very, very important to me. And a big reason for that is because I saw what you went through. Mm-hmm. That was one of the hardest times of your life. Right. No, it was. You were scared. You were nervous, anticipating the trial. Like you didn't, I mean, was it even a trial? Is that what yeah, you would even call it? It was a full-blown trial. It, was a, it, was it wasn't a, just like. Um, it was a full-blown trial. They kicked me out of school. All of the, you got kicked out of school. You, your parents had to leave New York, come to Virginia, spend the time, go through that. You had to find, you had to be scared. It was just, it really took a toll. And then the long-term effect was you had 10 years probation. Right. Where you had to continue to be nervous for another 10 years. Right. It was worried about small things. Was that worth a freaking DVD, a Blu-ray, a toaster, some apples, orange juice, and some milk? And some grapes. And some grapes. And all of that for your friend. Like, was that worth it? Hell you no. tally that stuff up. Like, what like what did you come up? Like what a thousand dollars? Right. Was it altering your life worth a thousand dollars? Hell no. It's so ridiculous. 
in hindsight. And a lot of times when people do do illegal things, it's like you sit back, you're like, wow, now, you, now you're in jail for 20 years. Now you're in jail for, for 30 years. Now you're in jail for four years, five years. Was whatever you gained right. from that dishonesty or that crime or whatever worth the loss of your freedom or the stress that you and your family have to endure? Of course not. And this is just a little dose, but these are the conversations that we've had with our kids, right? you know, and from that, we did teach them, you never speak to the police without a lawyer, right? It doesn't matter. You could be as innocent as the day is long. You could have had nothing to do with nothing to do with nothing to do with that situation, but you keep your mouth shut because you can't trust anyone. Absolutely. And and our kids know that. And and even the small things, even the small things. I mean, the other day, Logan was riding his uh, motorcycle, uh, his electric motorcycle. Oh, we talked about it. Electric motorcycle. And cops pulled him over. And he knew what to say. I'm on my way home. If you want to talk to my dad. And the reason that is, is because it sounds so innocent. It sounds so small. But just imagine if somebody's house in our neighborhood got broken into. Right? Mm-hmm. And they could be like, well... You said you were riding up and down the block all day long, so you were the only one out there. Not to say that it could, but it could. It's a silly example. It, probably not nearly remote to what could happen, but guess what? Anything can happen. It could happen. At the end of the day, you always protect yourself. But I also believe that everything happens for a reason. Right. And maybe you going through that put the battery in our back to... Talk to our kids to this degree right. to stress honesty the way that we stress it to our kids. Because maybe had you not gone through that, maybe it wouldn't be that important to us to stress it the way that we do. And maybe one of our kids would fall into a situation that would have gotten them into far worse consequences than what you suffered. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I just feel like everything truly happens for a reason yeah and we tell them when i when i say we have conversations we have conversations like i used to have a motorcycle and i used to drive that motorcycle so reckless and gear used to be on the back i'm doing 140 miles an hour damn jacket on the motorcycle doing wheelies doing all types of stuff (laughs) and thank god nothing ever happened thank god well i did get hit but thank god you know an accident never got happened with gear on the back or anything serious didn't happen and we tell them about that, like, damn, we were stupid. Like, we could have died. Like we were, like, literally damn jackasses. Even to the point where, I mean, everybody out there has bought something stolen that fell off the back of a truck before. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody has. And we have, to the, point, to the yes. point where now we're like, if somebody comes and be like, yo, I got this TV. If they're not telling me, look, hey, uh, I work for the company and I got 30% discount and I'm just extending you my discount. If they tell me, yo, I got it off the back of a truck, I... we. I won't buy it. I don't care if it's a TV. I don't care if it's a car. I don't care if it's a lollipop. I don't care if it's a lollipop. If it came off the back of the truck and it was stolen, nah, we good, fam. Support for today's show comes from Scentbird. With Scentbird, I found a way to mix up my fragrance routine with breaking without breaking the bank, whether it's Tom Ford, Gucci, Dolce & Gabbana, or Versace. Scentbird.com keeps me selling good month after month. They keep you selling good or smelling good? Smelling good. And, I wanna, <laughs> I, and I'm want and i going to tell you, I'm mad at you. They sent us two packages, right? Uh-huh. They sent a package for you and a package for me. Yes. Thank you, Scentbird. And you mix them all up. So sometimes I don't know if I'm supposed to smell like a woman or smell like a man. <laughs> but they all smell so good. Now, um, all you have to do is simply choose the cologne or perfume you want to try for more than 350 designer brands, and they'll send you a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays, enough to apply more than four times daily. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. All you have to do is go to scentbird.com slash Crew and use my code Casey crew for 50% off your first month. All right. That's again, scentbird.com slash Casey crew offer code Casey crew to get your first perfume or cologne for just seven fifty. sign on and smell amazing. I mean, they have all different types of brand, Tom Ford, Gucci, Dolce and Cabana, Gabbana, Versace, and more scentbird.com is popping and it's not that expensive. And this portion of the Casey crew podcast is brought to you by creditrepair.com. We've all been credit shame. Now, you know, I do these real estate seminars and the biggest thing that people have a problem with is credit. Their credit is too low to get the loan that they need. Their credit is too low to get good interest rates. 
Credit is everything. So go to creditrepair.com slash podcast for your free credit diagnosis now. And Advocate will pinpoint what's hurting your score and ways to improve it. And if you like the expert help, I got you a $50 credit off your first fee. Now go to creditrepair.com slash podcast, creditrepair.com slash podcast. Now credit repair is very important. If your credit sucks, even if you have decent credit, and I'm talking like in the 600s, no, you need to be in the sevens and eights. So hit up creditrepair.com and see how they can help you. I don't want any part of anything that is ill-gotten. No. Period. Correct. I don't need that bad energy on that item in my home contaminating my space. There is no come up that I could possibly be that interested in that I would take part in that. I don't want it as part of my energy whatsoever. If it ain't right, I don't want to have anything to do with it. But we weren't always like that. No, we weren't. But I mean, years and years and years ago, like if you had a hookup, on it doesn't matter like you said i mean i know that you don't got a laptop all types like that we probably got a plasma tv like that right 15 years ago or you know whatever like when we were buying our first houses and stuff if someone had a hookup sure i never i never took the, and i think probably like many of you i never took the time to even consider that it was a bad thing. No. That me being part of it, that me reaping the benefit right. of someone else's sin <laughs> was bad. Right. But guess what? What? If you're a part of it, you're just an extension of the sin. Absolutely. And I never considered that. Right. And I'm so glad that our relationship with God has gotten stronger. Or you know what? I'm going to be honest. Back then, it was just, it was a false existence. Mm-hmm. relationship with God. Right. You think you have a relationship with God because you say a BS prayer every day and you believe in God. But if you don't really take time to water that plant or to really understand what a relationship with God truly means, then I can't see how you can truly be blessed. Correct. You know, good things still may come your way because maybe that's what God wants for you, but I don't see how you can truly be blessed and truly being blessed is in having that relationship with God where you have him existing in your life every day where you can talk and pray and know that someone has your back through having faith. And when that's present in your life, then you are truly blessed. And when you partake in things, in my opinion, that aren't right, I'm just going to keep it simple, just by saying that aren't right, I believe that you block your blessings. Right. And I think that when we didn't take the time or have the foresight or the wherewithal to even consider those things and didn't look beyond the moment and even have any desire to understand that what we were doing in those type of situations was wrong. I think we were blocking our blessings. And when we came out on the other side of that with a relationship with God, not only are we able to extend that to our kids, but I feel like we can't stop the blessings from rolling in. Correct. It's so important to live right. And I still know people that do bad things. Right. I'm not saying like horrible things, but that do bad things. And I, It's so hard for me to sometimes keep my mouth shut because I want to say to them, like, if you only knew. Correct. But you're not even you're not in a space where you can accept it. You're not in a space where you can really understand because you're not there yet. Sometimes people have to go through things and they have to endure the consequences. They have to suffer to understand, to get it. And, you know, you never want to be preachy. You know, and but I've 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 sat some people down like, listen, yeah, you're messing up and it will play out in your life. Right. And you don't even understand the things that you will not see, that you will not encounter, that will not be part of your life because of this stupid stuff that you're doing right now. And it's the equivalent of, you know. Stealing a thousand dollars worth of stuff right. and then enduring 10 years worth of hardship might be a heavy word, but I'm just going to say hardship to be dramatic, right? 
you yeah. can do a little stupid thing and be blocked of a trillion dollars worth of blessings. Correct. And the sad part is you would never even know what you're missing. Correct. You know? And not to say that we're, we're goody two shoes because let me tell you far from that because we used to do some, some wicked shit, but we- I didn't do wicked shit. Well, Speak for yourself. I did. <laughs> but we realized and we cleaned it up because we know that it wasn't right and I didn't want to- s- teach our kids the wrong thing. I mean, and I just want to tell you guys to the point where even with, no matter what it was, and and sometimes it wasn't just us doing bad things or us doing foul shit. Like when um, they tried to rob me and they shot up the car, right? And that was what, three? No, that was a long time ago. That was like- When they shot up the car? It was like three years ago, no? We we talked about it on the oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. We've maybe, been doing the podcast yeah, maybe, maybe three, what, yeah, three years? Yeah, maybe three years ago. My bad. Yeah. So even with that, most parents would have been like, oh, I'm not telling my kids that I want them to be scared. No, I told Madison and Logan, yo, this is what happened. Whole story. Whole story. And just to put it in context, today, you know, I met Madison at the mall. She was at the mall. I was at the mall. And we and we actually parked- uh, where a guy was killed for his Range Rover. So this was at Short Hills Mall. Correct. And this guy was killed maybe five years ago. Was I don't th- no. It wasn't that long ago. Maybe it was like three years ago. You too. think that your car got shot up like ten years ago. This happened five No, this uh, this was no more than three years ago. Okay. Well a guy was shopping, Christmas shopping with his wife and they wanted to steal his car. And I think he didn't want to give up his car, so they wound up killing him in front of his pregnant wife. Right. At, at Short Hills in, Mall. Yeah, at Short Hills. In a parking lot downstairs. So we, Madison and I, both parked in that parking lot. And me telling her about me getting, sh- you know, them trying to rob me that time, it put a different thing in her mind. So now when we come out the thing, she's looking left. I see her looking all over the place, looking to see if anybody's following her, mm-hmm. looking to, looking behind her shoulder. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. That's what I teach her to do. Mm-hmm. So when I see her do it, I'm super duper excited. Like mm-hmm. I see her get in the car, lock the door, start and move. Like right. she doesn't sit there on her navigation and type it in. No, you motherfuckers start moving. Put that shit in your phone before you get in the car. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. You can do all that when you get on the road. Once you're in that car and your car's moving, it's hard to stop you. But right. if you stop there and you're still in park, anybody could get you. But that's just things that we tell them because we want them to know. Sidebar. You just made me think about what I want to talk about for the next podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of weeks ago, an Instagram friend of mine whom I've never met, but she's a really cool girl. um, Her name is Miss Mayo. Uh She just out of nowhere sent me, she shared someone else's Instagram post. Do you remember I came and showed you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was about safety for women. Yeah, and we're gonna talk. You're gonna explain it now. No, we'll talk about. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like kind of touch on it, and we can talk about it on the next podcast. Don't give too much. I'm not going to give too. I'm not. I'm not gonna give any details. Mm -hmm. But it was a series of things. Right. Just say things that women should do on a daily basis to ensure their safety. Mm -hmm. And as I was reading it, I said to myself, like, wow, these are things that we have talked about, Mm -hmm. and these are practices that that we practice every day. Right. These are things that we've taught Madison and taught Logan, but it's more so for females, but we've taught Logan and right. whatnot. And actually, you know, after um, the podcast, I'm going to post it. Okay. I'm going to share. You should, after next post. week's podcast. After next week's, okay. after next week's podcast, I'm going to share it. I, I thought it was great and I've been meaning to sit down with Madison and go over it because there were some things on this list that I had never thought of. Okay. And I feel like I try to overthink everything and there were things that I really learned and I said, wow, that's brilliant. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Okay. So, we'll talk about that next week. I definitely will remember. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so that's the reason. So, to answer the question, that's the reason why we tell our kids everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, and I feel like a, a, a bond with especially Madison because she wants to know everything, mm-hmm. like everything. So, yes, we tell our kids everything and, you know, it works for us. I don't know if it'll work for you, but. I, enc- I encourage you guys to do the same. And. Let me tell you what the problem is Mm -hmm. and why the problem a lot of people don't do that and share things with their kids. And it's because they're ashamed. Mm -hmm. They want their kids to look at them like wonderful people, like law abiding people, like upstanding people. And 
that's not important. Right. What's real is what's important. What's real is what your kids are going to learn from. They're not going to learn from thinking that you're pregnant or believing that you're pregnant. Did I say pregnant? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Um, That you're perfect or believing that you're perfect. Nobody will learn from you thinking that you're perfect or believing that you're perfect. Right. You have to be honest. You have to be real and you have to share your actual experiences. And those are the things that are interesting to them. They'll be interested. Right. You know, and those are the things that they'll learn from. So I encourage you to do the same. Okay. All right. Nightmares are coming home. A powerful, mysterious and socially provocative film. Us is the latest silver screen nightmare from Academy Award winner Jordan Peele. Starring Oscar winner Lapita Nyong'o and Black Panthers Winston Duke, Us is pretty dope. You haven't seen Us yet? No, I haven't. We're gonna we're gonna watch Us. Us is pretty dope. Now you can experience Us at home and dive into revealing bonus features to untether the truth of Us. Okay, you said that. Available or oh, was that sexy? Say it again. Un- untether. <laughs> When you see it, you're going to be like, that's not sexy at all. But available on digital now and on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD on June 18th. Get it before your tethered gets any ideas. (laughs) From Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. And this portion of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by Bloom. Hug Me Deodorant by Bloom. That's B-L-U-M-E. It's an all-natural, safe, and sustainable deodorant that really works. All right? Hug Me Deodorant is safe. And it leaves you with no smell and no sweat stains. It lasts for 24 hours, so you don't have to reapply throughout the day. It's rated the best deodorant ever by the New York Post. Wow. Now, Hug Me by Bloom keeps you feeling good, feeling fresh, and super huggable. I know you like that. (laughs) Now, right now, you can get 25% off your first stick and free shipping when you text Casey to 797979. This is a special offer you can't get anywhere else, and you support our show when you support our sponsors. So text Casey to 797979. Get 25% off your first stick of Hug Me Deodorant. If you don't love it, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. So text Casey to 797979. The best deodorant ever made, though? Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, let's get to the email of the week, right? Hey, Envy and Gia, I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I want to start by saying I love your beautiful family. You guys are definitely my goals. I'm writing you guys because I would love your advice on my situation. I'm a 23-year-old. I have a 10-month-old son. Right now, I stay with my best friend of seven years. She has a two-year-old son also. Uh, We are both single mothers, so we help each other as much as we can. She's a good friend, and we have a lot of fun together. And she's a good godmother to my son. The issue that I have is she is a very selfish person. I've always known this about her and was easy to deal with her when I didn't live with her. But I feel like her personality is starting to affect my happiness. It seems like anytime we are in a situation, we have to compromise. I'm always uh, getting the short end of the stick. We recently got a car together and that has brought a whole new host of issues. She doesn't drive. She's in the process of learning. So I have to drive her around a lot. I don't mind doing it, but she treats me like a chauffeur. She'll make plans and not tell me in advance. I've expressed her on multiple occasions that I would like notice, then expect me to just jump and take her. My schedule pretty much revolves around hers. She has gotten mad at me on two occasions when I had to take my son to the doctor at the time. I'm supposed to take her to work. The other day, she took the car without telling me she had someone come drive for her. And when I asked why she didn't tell me, she said, because she doesn't have to. We've had a couple of other small issues also. Besides the car, it bothers me that she is not financially responsible and she does not keep the house very clean. I feel like she doesn't respect my time or feelings. I live. Oh, man, I just lost my place. Okay, here it goes. I live with her because it helps both of us financially. She has also told me she really enjoys me living with her and that she has accomplished so much with me there. She said if I leave, it probably would worsen her anxiety and depression. I really like living with her, and I love that our sons are growing up together, but sometimes I feel like it's not worth all the stress. We constantly discuss our issues and try to come up with resolutions, but nothing seems to work. Should I continue to live with her and tolerate the lack of respect, or is it time for me to move on? Thank you for reading it, and if you do choose my email, would you mind letting me know so I can listen ASAP? Well, I can't tell you because you didn't leave your information, or I guess you left it on email. But anyway, this is an easy one. Of course she enjoys living with you because you are her slave. Oh, okay, hold on. I have to interject. What? 
Do you think it's that cut and dry? Yes. Because they both, she said that they share a car. Right. Like, I got the impression that they probably went half on the car. Right. So if they go half on the car, I'm sure that it was with the understanding that she would drive her around. But this this girl's supposed to get her license. But see, this is the thing. Well, hold on. No, no. She didn't say she's, but she said she's learning how to drive. Right. That's how she put it. So I'm sure it was with the understanding that this girl was going to drive her around. I think that her roommate is just going too far with the, you have to drive me around. It's kind of like this relationship here, right? What relationship here? Me and you. Oh, here we go. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, right? We're in a relationship, right? But we're not best friends, right? <laughs> but we're, Think but about we're it. Not best, wait, wait. wait oh, all right. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. We're, we're best friends, but not just best friends. Like, they're just best friends. There is no romance, right? Uh-huh. So with or romance, I don't know. Well, she said no. <laughs> I'm just saying. But with romance and being in love with something, you let things slide. I was saying this the other day, right? You're a very, a very clean person. Mm-hmm. I'm a very clean person when I want to be. No, you're never a very clean person. Okay, well, if you want to be honest. Like, what are you talking about? But. You're going to sit up here and tell lies? All right, I'm not a clean person. So, on the side of my. You're a clean person, but you're messy with your things. Correct. So, on the side of my bed, on the side of Gia's bed, Gia's clothes <laughs> is all <laughs> folded Gia's up. Gia's bed? Because the kids call it yeah, Gia's bed. bed. Gia's bath, mommy's bath. Mommy's room. But your side of the room is always very clean. Everything's folded up so neatly. Everything is in order. All the whites are together. All the yellows, all the blacks, all the reds. Everything is fucking neat. Me, when I come home, I take my clothes off and I leave it there. Mm-hmm. And when I wake up, I step over my clothes. I keep it moving. <laughs> right. That is me. Uh-huh. When I take a shower, I leave my shit right at the, the tip of the shower. I take a shower. When I get out, I put my towel on. I keep it moving. Right. I am a dirty person. That is, I'm a messy person. That is me. Right? Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it bothers you. But it's not to the point where you're like, this fucking guy. I hate this fucking guy. But you like, I love him. I got to deal with this shit. I'm just going to tell him to clean it up or I'm going to clean it up myself. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know after two days of seeing my shit on the floor, you're going to clean it up. And this is how this girl probably feels. Yes, after two days of seeing the dishes, it might be my turn. You're just going to do it. If I need to go somewhere, you're just going to take me. That's how I feel. I know I don't have to pick my shit up off the floor. For instance, I had sneakers down here. These sneakers are not here anymore. They're in my sneaker closet. Another instance, my closet. I have never cleaned my closet. Right now, my closet is the <laughs> cleanest closet in this motherfucking house. Because <laughs> that's what me and Madison do. Right. I'm a nasty, messy person. And I work a lot. So I'm like, I ain't fucking cleaning that shit. I'll give it a little time. Gil will walk past this shit and be like, I hate this fucking closet. I'm going to clean this shit. And that's what you and Madison did. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that. But that's how this lady is abusing her friend. We got a car together. First of all, that's a stupid situation. We buy a car together. That's crazy. I don't have a license. So what's going to happen? You're going to drive me around everywhere, motherfucker. And that's what happened. <laughs> Take me here. Take me here. I got to go here. I'm surprised she ain't got a date and she's sitting in the back with a date and you just driving her around. Right. That's what's going to be. Yes, she's using you. She's using you because you're a sucker. And uh, some people will be like, oh, you, you're nice hearted. You're just a nice person. No, you're being a sucker. One time. OK, cool. That's a nice person. Two times. You're a very nice person. Three times. She's being she's she's suckering you and she's making you a sucker. Yes, she's nasty. She's dirty. And then she's using. Oh, if no, wait, na- now she's all the way nasty and dirty. Wow. She said she was adjectives, though. All right. Whatever. But. She's nasty and dirty. And she told you, hey, without you, I would have my anxiety and depression would go up. You know why? That's Bitch, G. Because you drive me around. Why? Because you clean the house. You probably watch her kid as well. <laughs> She'd probably be like, hey, can you uh, pick up little Johnny some milk? And you're like, sure. <laughs> you have to stand up for yourself and say, all right, look, enough of this shit. Fuck that. I'm not doing none of this no more. We're going to take days. Monday through Wednesday, you got the car. Thursday to Sunday, I got the car. You can't drive if the car just sits there. Oh, well, you're going to clean up your shit. You're going to wash your dishes. Your nasty ass kids and his, his, his doodle stain underwear. You want to wash right. your own kids underwear. And that's what it has to be. You got to stand up for yourself. Don't let this this girl just take advantage of you because she's just a, such a nice godmother. No. Yes, you might be living in her house, but hey, you might have to save up and say, I'm getting the fuck out of here because she is using you and abusing you. I just wonder because there's two sides of every story. Right. And... I bet you that if her roommate was the one writing this email from her perspective, you might have a 
completely different take. No. If she said, you know, I have this roommate. Just think about it. I have this roommate and we went half on a car. But I'm in the process of getting my license. Uh So the deal was that she has to drive me when I need to get somewhere. Your response would probably be like, yeah, that's fair. If you pay half for a car, then yeah. I mean, if she has to drive you, then she has to drive you. No, 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 no. You would probably say, because if it wasn't for your half of the money, she wouldn't have a car to drive herself anywhere. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that I feel this way, but this is what I have to think about before I formulate an opinion. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, we're splitting a car, not the drive. Like... It's, Why would I split a car with you if I can't drive? No, that has to be a part of the deal. That has to be ass. part I'm of not, the negotiation. You know, you're not going to pay half for a car and get a car and a driver. That only happens in a marriage. It No, you may. I drive it, you around. Hold on. Listen, and I don't charge that, you. Listen, this is, that is what the word negotiation is about. You get from the deal what you need, and I get from the deal what I need. No, bitch, the I ain't driving The scale doesn't necessarily have to be even as long as our needs are being met. Because... From her perspective, without me, you wouldn't have the half of the car that you would need to drive yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? She's so a, she's if, a bad if half the car needs to be is will be mine, but I need someone to drive me, and that negotiation is what will get you the other half of the car where you get to drive yourself, then you may be willing. So that may be the case. And if it was told from the roommate's perspective, you might be like, yeah, mother trucker. Well, she needs to, she needs to change up her I'm negotiation saying? skills because she seems like the type of person that, and I think that drives that, the listen. car and then she has to get out and, and pump the gas. Okay, and then well. she, she doesn't she can't decide the music she plays on the radio. <laughs> she, like, she's just an out and out sucker. That's opinion. what she sounds like. You better man okay. up, woman. All I'm saying is you do have to consider that. Correct. You do have to consider that. Um, is the girl taking advantage? Possibly. Yeah. Should the negotiation been something different absolutely there should have been clear rules and clear boundaries like i cannot take you during these hours i'm available during these hours on these days so if you happen to need to go out you know you know between seven o'clock and nine o'clock on monday wednesday friday or on tuesday and thursday or Every other Saturday, yes, I can. Aside from that, I cannot because I just cannot live at your beck and call because that's completely unreasonable. Correct. Who would do that? But they probably are such good friends that they didn't put those checks and balances into place. Right. Posing the problem that she's experiencing right now. When you have a roommate, it's... It's usually difficult because people live different. Right. People live differently. You know, I can be a neat person. You could be a messy person. And if I'm the messy person and you're on me about being neat, I might look at it like, look, to me, this is neat. Right. (laughs) You might be extreme or you might go over and above like you say I am. But to that other person, that might be neat. Right. And that person might say to themselves, I'm not going to change up the whole way that I live just to appease you. Like, I'm not going to be, you know, picking up every time I leave something. That's not how it was in my house when I grew up with my parents and whatnot. So, like, this is normal to me. Right. So, when you have a roommate, there has to be a meeting of the minds. You know, you have to balance your expectations sometime unless you're blessed to find someone who lives exactly the same way that you live. Absolutely. Well, we wish you the best of luck, and and you well, got to stand you, up. Hold on, what do you what what do you where's the advice? <laughs> stand up. I'm about to say it. Stand up for yourself. Like, don't let her push you around and boss you around. Don't let you think because you're living in her house that you got to fall and be a slave to her. Stand up and set your rules. Tell her what you're gonna do and what well, you see, want. No, see that. Okay, so that's bad advice. Oh my goodness! You put your foot down. Put your foot Tell down. her what you're gonna do and what you're not gonna do. Like what? Like that doesn't work with anybody. <laughs> Like being rude and nasty and not considering someone else's feelings doesn't work with anybody. Well, you keep any circumstances. You keep working for Massa. No. You keep having Massa tell you what to do. Massa said no. she Massa said you gotta drive for the work. Massa said you gotta cook food for her. Massa said you the, gotta cut the grass. Okay. That's how a situation ends badly. What needs to happen is she needs to tell her roommate, hey, you know, we need to talk. So, you know, tell me what time is good for you and we can sit down and we have 
have to have a conversation. Like I've said before, it's all about the approach. It's all about the tone. It's all about the intention. You have to set a positive, open vibe so that the person that you're dealing with feels comfortable to be opened and kind back to you. Mm -hmm. If you set a hostile situation, an aggravated situation, you are not going to get what you want out of that situation. Mm -hmm. You're only going to agitate the other person. They are going to retaliate with more nastiness and everything is going to fall apart, getting neither of you anywhere. So you approach it nicely. You sit down and you tell her, it doesn't have to come across necessarily in your tone, but you know that it is firmly, like you are firmly communicating what you will and won't do, but in a kind way and in a thoughtful way. You say something to the effect of, hey, listen, we've been having some problems and it's affecting our relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't want our relationship to be affected. We both needed a car. We came to this agreement and I'd like for it to move along smoothly. Mm -hmm. So we have to renegotiate. We have to talk about what we set into place because when we did, we just kind of jumped out the window and we didn't really talk about each other's expectations. So now we have to sit down and talk about expectations so that we both get out of the relationship what we want out of the relationship. And so that we can both be happy because Mm -hmm. I don't want to walk around having mean, nasty, or bad feelings about you. And I would hope that you wouldn't want to walk around having mean, nasty, or bad feelings about me. So let's just, you know, let's try to come to terms and let's come up with something that's fair, that will be fair to the both of us and benefit the both of us. Right. So these are the times that I'm available. And this is the type of freedom that I have to move around. I work. Sometimes I have to take so-and-so to the doctor. I understand if you have an emergency and you have to take so-and-so to the doctor, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. But how does, you know, three times a week during the evening and maybe two times a week during the day, if you need something important like groceries or toiletries or the pharmacy or something like that, come to terms with something that's fair, that will make her investment in the car worth it. And then on top of that, you come to an agreement as to when the hell this chick is going to get her license. So you will meet your expectations up until said date, where by that time she would have had to learn how to drive, gotten her permit, and gotten her license. Beyond that time, you are not responsible to chauffeur her around because the idea that you would be chauffeuring her indefinitely is ludicrous. Right. So you come up with a date and time, and that is it. All right. And if that doesn't work, uh, they sell these air pumps at Home Depot. It's like $39. And what you do is when you leave, you take the air out the tires of the car. So she can't use it. Right. So you spite both of y'all. So No, but if you got the air pump, when it's time for you to use it, just pump the air back up and keep right, moving. Right, right, right. You course. can do that. Or Brilliant. What, How do you come up with these things? Or what you do is you get like- I'm a, in awe of you every day. You leave it, you, you, you know, you take a shower and you get a, a damp towel. You leave it out. <laughs> and you know when a damp towel starts to stink? And then what you do is you throw that damp towel right. in the laundry where her clothes or so all her clothes stink. Mm, and you just show her. Like, motherfucker, don't play me. Right. So that's the wrong thing to do. So you can listen to Gia, listen to me. <laughs> I will listen to me. And you talk about the same things regarding the house as well and how the house is kept. Okay. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. Yes. I just want to tell you guys again, don't forget, if you are into real estate, you know, we do these seminars. Uh, we're hitting up Chicago, Charlotte, and LA next. I think we're going to do one in Houston and one in uh back in New York and Jersey. And also my car show, September 7th is my birthday car show. It's a big yes. family day. We've been planning. It's coming up in a couple of months. I'm just giving you you guys the heads up. Uh, tickets are still available, eventbrite.com. We have a great time. If you want to see what your favorite celebrities drive, I'm going to have cars what's it by. What's on um, Eventbrite? What do they have to look up? Uh, you can put DJ Envy Car Show or Drive Your Dreams Car Show, either right. or. You can type in DJ Envy, should pull up. Um, if you want to see what your favorite celebrities drive, like Offset from the Migos, 50 Cent, Fabulous, CC Sabathia from the Yankees, uh, Currency, Michael Strahan, Swiss Beast, just to name a few. Uh, definitely uh, get your tickets and I can't wait to meet you guys. Me right. either. Well, it's time to get up out of here. We'll see you guys next week. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles. And this portion of the KC Crew Podcast is brought to you by Mac. 
MAC Powder Kiss Lipstick is matte reinvented. The new matte formula is where matte meets moisture, giving you the zero shine look of a matte lipstick with instant long-term hydration and a weightless cushiony texture. The velvety soft matte colors glide on effortlessly. What's the word? Effortlessly. I couldn't get that word out. With a wide range of shades that are (laughs) sure to complement any skin tone. Head to your nearest MAC location to meet your MAC today. Or shop at maccosmetics.com. I actually use MAC. I I love matte lipstick. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Well, you're not meeting your MAC MAC today. You're meeting me today. And I'm going to take that lipstick right off your mouth. Oh, my gosh. That was so cheesy. I know it was. But shout to MAC. 